with another podcast today we're going to take it a little bit easy as we all know it is the wonderful holiday of 420 today and this is known as the marijuana holiday now you may think that it is because it's adolf hitler's birthday but no, I'm, I'll be the first to tell you it is not because it's Adolf Hitler's birthday. But I did want to come at you with a hypothetical. If you could go back to April 20th, 1889, and let's say you're 20 years old at the time, would you kill baby Hitler on 420? Now you can look at this from two different perspectives. Either, or on one side, you've got, you're a baby murderer. Plain and simple, it's because no one knows what happened in the future. So basically, you're just a baby murderer. And, on top of that, when uh, World War II came around, the 1940s, I believe it was, um, there could have been someone else that arose and started that whole thing. It might not have just been Hitler. But on the other hand... You've got, if you kill baby Hitler, then you are a hero. And while you may be executed to death because you killed a baby in 1889 and sent to an unmarked grave, you will eventually be known as a hero and you will be brought back to life. And your legacy will live on forever and you will be educated to children in textbooks. (laughs) So... Hypothetical for you to think of while you are smoking on a doobie today on the holiday that is 420. Now, I wanted to tell the story about the origin, the actual origin of 420. And I found the story on Time Magazine. It is an article written by Olivia Waxman in 2018. It reads, both marijuana smokers and non-smokers recognize April 20 or 420 as a national holiday for cannabis culture, but few actually know how the date got chosen. Some say 420 is code among police officers for marijuana smoking in progress. Some note 420 is also Adolf Hitler's birthday, and some go as far as to cite Bob Dylan's song, Rainy Day Women, Number 12 and 35, because 12 multiplied by 35 equals 420. That's weird. There's no way it's that. But to put it bluntly, those rumors of the history behind how April 20th and 420 got associated with marijuana are false. The most credible story traces 420 to Marin County, California. In 1971, five students at San Rafael High School would meet at 4.20 p.m. by the campus's statue of chemist Louis Pasteur to partake. They chose that specific time because extracurricular 
Oh my god. What did I just say? Extracurricular activities had usually ended by then. This group, Steve Capper, Dave Reddix, Jeffrey Noel, Larry Schwartz, and Mark Gravich, became known as the Waldos because they met at a wall. They would say 420 to each other as a code for marijuana. So basically, they're the kids in athletics who didn't want to do athletics and their day was over. So they just figured that 420 was the right time to, you know, start smoking, start, you know, sparking up. As Reddix told Time in 2017, we got tired of the Friday night football scene with all of the jocks. We were the guys sitting under the stands smoking a doobie, wondering what we were doing there. The shenanigans continued long after 4.20 p.m. too. The group challenged each other to find ever more interesting things to do under the influence, calling their adventures safaris. I love that. Later, Reddix's brother helped him get work with Grateful Dead bassist Phil Lesh as a roadie, so the band is said to have helped popularize the term 4.20. On December 28, 1990, a group of deadheads, Grateful, Grateful Dead um, roadies or fans, in Oakland handed out flyers that invited people to smoke 420 on April 20th at 420 p.m., which at the time I'm recording this is about 25 minutes from now. One ended up with Steve Bloom, a former reporter for High Times Magazine, on authority on cannabis culture. Or sorry, and authority on cannabis culture. The magazine printed the flyer in 1991 and continued to reference the number. Soon it became known worldwide as Code for Marijuana. In 1998, the year I was born, the outlet acknowledged that the Waldos were the inventors of 420. Bloom, now the publisher of CelebStoner.com, has credited the people who wrote the flyer for the date's reputation as an annual gathering of pot smokers. They wanted people all over the world to get together on one day each year and collectively smoke pot at the same time. He wrote in 2015, they birthed the idea of a stoner holiday, which April 20th has become. How cool is that? I'm so glad that the reason it is called 420 isn't because of that Bob Dylan math equation, that 12 times 35. That's that's weird. But really cool how it just started with a group of friends. Basically, California's Impractical Jokers came up with this with this idea to just smoke at 420 just because that's the time that was convenient. And that's that's really cool. So that is why we refer to 420 as a holiday. So whenever you're smoking today, if you are, and I know you are, think about these five brave gentlemen known as the Waldos. So where are we as of legalizing weed in all 50 states? And I did a little bit of research on this and I couldn't find much, to be honest. It was a whole lot of generic talk and just kind of beating around the bush and no one really saying anything. But there was a poll that was recently uh, put on the webs from Pew, Renter, Pew Research Center, and it states 60% of 
of people who took the poll were for medical and recreational use. 31% are for medical use only. And 8% said that weed should not be legal. And 1% refused to answer the question. <laughs> but man, 91% of people who, who were polled are for the legalization of marijuana. Now, I am definitely for that 91%, but I think uh, the more realistic way to go here is the 31%. Um, I think it'd be okay to have all states start slow, especially the states that are against it, like Texas, to start with medical use first, and then we can kind of build from there. Now, obviously, knowing Americans, they'll find their workarounds and they'll find a way to get their weed. And just like how we have Delta 8 now, how I talked about in an earlier podcast, weed is basically legal in Texas. There's smoke shops all over where I'm at that have Delta 8, and it gets you just as high as um, the Delta 9 does. So there's really no rush <laughs> because Delta 8 is a thing. But it would be cool to have dispensaries where you could walk in and go through the whole bit. And I think it's just a really cool experience going through um, a few dispensaries that I've been to in Colorado and Washington. I'd love to see what people came up with here in Dallas in regards to just like designing um, dispensaries. I think that'd be a really cool process for Texans. But we're stubborn. We don't want to go that way. It's whatever. So aside from getting too deep into politics, I wanted to talk about the misconceptions of weed. And I'll, I'll give my feedback on these six misconceptions about marijuana from an article by recoveryways.com. And I will either agree with these or not agree with them. Number one. Marijuana isn't addictive. Now, this is a, a misconception, and I actually totally agree with this. It is a misconception because I do think marijuana is addictive. I know plenty of people who plan their day around their smoking times or their high times. If you get to the point where you're making deals in your head... Like, I'll smoke today, but not tomorrow, or I'll not smoke today so I can smoke extra tomorrow. If you're making deals like that, or if you're planning your day around weed, like, um, your schedule is literally, if you wrote out a to-do list, your schedule will literally be, wake up, and from 8 to 9 a.m., we're going to smoke a blunt. <laughs> and then we're going to do, you know, work or school until 6 p.m., and then at 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., we're gonna smoke another blunt. And I think that's when it gets a little dangerous. And it's easy to get in that path because marijuana is so accessible to a lot of people and people just buy in bulk and they think that just because, oh, I have all this weed that I should just smoke it. And that is definitely an addictive quality. I think buying big quantities of marijuana is kind of an addictive characteristic because it's always available to you and you always have that temptation that's gonna be fighting you in the back of your head. 
The next misconception is that you can't overdose on marijuana. It says here that for a marijuana overdose to be fatal, you would have to consume about a thousand pounds per minute, which is clearly impossible. Challenge accepted. <laughs> no, uh, I have no way to back this up, but I do totally agree. I haven't heard of anybody who has overdosed on marijuana. I have heard a story about Waka Flocka Flame taking too many edibles and being taken by ambulance to the uh, to the emergency room, which is pretty funny. But obviously, he didn't die. He performed a UNT probably a year later. <laughs> Next point. Um, Marijuana is a gateway drug. Um, uh, personal experience, I don't know. Marijuana is the only thing I've ever tried. I haven't done any other drugs. So I, I would agree that, that it is a misconception that marijuana is a gateway drug. I don't think it is. I think it's in a, it, it's in a whole um, class of its own in regards to air quote drugs. Next point, marijuana doesn't harm your lungs. Now this is absolutely correct because it can harm your lungs. Just think about it. You're sparking up every day with these huge pieces. You got, you know, your bongs, your pipes, your blunts, joints, whatever it is. Maybe you smoke out of an apple. If you're going to smoke a lot over time, it will affect your lungs. It can lead to chronic bronchitis or an increased increased risk of like a respiratory infection. It can absolutely harm your lungs. And I've read that it has some of the same carcinogens as cigarette smoke, I guess, depending on uh, what kind of apparatus you use to smoke out of. But marijuana absolutely does hurt your lungs. And that's why I'm an advocate for the edible one, because it's more fun. Two, because you can control it. And three, because it doesn't harm your lungs. And the final misconception about marijuana is the most interesting one to me. It is that marijuana improves creativity. <clears throat> now this one's a little complicated in regards to if I agree or if I disagree. Marijuana it kind of puts your head in a different state than it would be when you're sober. It's a different type of creativity to, to when you're, you're totally fine and sober. Now you do have these crazy thoughts that go into your head, but I'll admit I do get pretty creative in my head with my thoughts sometimes, but most of the time my mind is completely blank when I'm, when I'm on uh, THC. It really doesn't have any correlation or it doesn't uplift you in any way creatively. I used to do this podcast on THC and I thought it would be a good idea. But one, when I would try to talk and I would try to tell a story, I would just get stopped in my tracks because I had no idea what I was going to say next. Because I feel like my brain and my train of thought just hit this wall and it just... It stopped everything and I would just freeze up and I would start sweating and I would have no idea what to say next, but I'm putting all this pressure on myself to, you know, make a podcast. So I don't, I don't do any that. I don't do that anymore. Um, and I'm glad I didn't. And another thing, you think things are funny when you're on marijuana that you don't think are funny when you're off of it. 
So that, and the rest of the world, when they're listening to your podcast, isn't going to be on marijuana when they're listening. So they're just going to think you're an idiot. So to kind of circle back, um, marijuana improving creativity, uh, to a certain extent, and it's, it depends on the scenario that you're in. When you're with a bunch of friends and you're chopping it up and you're having a fun time, then you can come up with some funny things. But when you're by yourself, I don't really think so, to be honest. I don't think it improves creativity that much. I think you're just in a relaxed state. You get to you know escape reality for a few hours that you're on it. And then you come back and you're like really groggy the next day and you've got a little bit of fog brain and it's it's just it's a different world now i did want to bring up one other thing i was with a friend one time doing the the thc and i had asked do you get any short-term memory loss and the the friend he's like He's like, no, dude, no, I, I could, I could totally talk just fine. I'll remember everything that I'm saying. Absolutely not. I get the worst short-term memory loss. People who do it with me will be in a conversation and we'll be talking about things. And I kid you not, every five minutes I'll be like, what were we talking about? <laughs> and then I'll, we literally just said it four seconds ago. No, and then I'll get made fun of and it'll be a whole thing. And you know, that just the, the whole, the whole deal. But I think that will conclude our our marijuana podcast for the day. And everybody enjoy your you know your April twentieth, your four twenty, uh, spark up. Don't feel any guilt doing it. Have an edible. Have some fun today. Who cares if it's Tuesday? Now before I go, and before I give credit to my team, I want to remind everybody to please subscribe to Wally Media on Apple Podcasts and or. Follow me on Spotify as well as following me on Twitter and Instagram at Wally Media. And you will find the logo there and you'll, you'll, you'll find me on those social media platforms. Now, as I go, let me give credit to my team here. My podcast producers, Hash Brown, Vin Diagram Sour Diesel, Cannabis, Get a Dollar Around Here, and Master Keef, extracurricular, 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 extracurric